Welcome to the Grubthusiast Grubcast, where we're on a mission to find the best places to eat, drink, and have a good time. And occasionally, we get to sit down with some of the amazing food artists that make that possible. Thank you for listening as usual. If you like what you hear, don't forget to like and subscribe. It really helps out the show. Today on the show, V and I discuss our 28th anniversary out in Hollywood, where we check out Musso and Frank's Formosa Cafe and Joe. Happy anniversary, happy anniversary, happy anniversary, happy anniversary. Thank you. So, yeah. So that, that was for you because I, I didn't sing that earlier. Well, I, I think I did on the you day. You did. You did. did. So happy anniversary. 28. 28. freaking believable. I don't know what to do. It's scary. I'm scared. You should be. I don't know how we did it. I don't know. I don't know how we did it. But we did it, and here we are. I don't either. It's kind of amazing. It, it's amazing and scary and all those feelings. <laughs> yep. So uh, we went out the other night. Was, let me try that again. We went out the other night, and we decided we're going to go to L.A. to an old spot that we'd heard about over the years. I'd heard lore. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't even a place on the radar. It, you know, I don't know why, but I, when I was living in LA, I, we didn't venture into Beverly Hills that much. Beverly Hills? This is not Beverly Hills. This is Hollywood. We didn't venture into Hollywood that much. We went to the Hollywood Athletic Club uh, when we were young and cute. Mm. I mean, as cute as I could be. And we used to go there because, how did we even go? Did your sister take us? Mm, what, what was no, the? I don't think so. I don't know. We, we, that's not true. We ventured out. We went to Hollywood. We went no, to some of no, the no. places. Well, I mean, I don't know where you, what you were doing, but I, <laughs> I certainly wasn't the the. I wasn't the guy out there venturing into those places. It was. We went to a few spots. We made our our beelines to certain places, but we certainly weren't in the scene. We weren't in the no, we and that's probably because we were already a couple. Young, a young couple. So you know, you go to Hollywood because you're single and looking for fun and you know see the problem is we you just, weren't on a dating scene we were just, together in, inside the womb so you just used that word fun as if the only place to have it is in hollywood and you go there when you're single only and you weren't having fun with me apparently <laughs> that's no i'm just simply saying you're there looking for some a partner for a date for something. I don't know. I, I think, already had you. <laughs> yeah. So we so we didn't go as often as other people did. No, we we went to certain places. Uh, we went to. I remember going into the okay. So we lived on the west side, over there near all the places: uh, Culver City, Venice, Santa Monica, West LA, all that area. Yeah. So we hung out there a lot. And we would complain there wasn't a lot to do. I remember leaving LA. And saying to myself, you know why we're leaving? Is because the only thing there is to do is eat and drink. You you had to go to a club, go to a restaurant, go to somebody's house. And typically it was, you know, doing what we do now. So I think you learned that no matter where you go, the only thing to do is eat and drink. Well, I don't like that. I don't like that. <laughs> well, I, I, Mr. Grubthusiast, yeah, I, I think you do like it. Someone, no, this why, no, I don't mean that, it's, that I don't like to eat and drink. It's just that I don't want it to be the only thing there is to do. You know, I'm, I, I was always looking for some new thing, new hobby, new something that I could get myself into. And I, 
there wasn't to me a lot of options outside of eating and drinking. And not that I don't love it. I, it's one of my favorite things to do clearly, but I wanted their, I wanted more. I wanted their activities. I liked bowling when I could afford it. And today, you know, Bolero, I don't know. It just seems so pricey. You know, eight, seven, eight dollars a game. Get a group on. No, I understand, but it's just not something that I can just do anymore. I used to love to just casually have a, uh, my own ball, my own shoes, and then just apparently, you know, occasionally run into a bowling alley, spend three three dollars a game. I remember it being two dollars a game, mm-hmm. and you would just go and have half a dozen games or four games. Uh, everybody would go and have a cocktail. We'd hang out and just, you know, do our best. But that wasn't enough. I wanted there to be something else, some more stuff that could be done as an adult that didn't involve just sitting and eating and drinking. So I took up, uh, what is it called? Sorry. I, I got to stop the whole umming. I'm sick of the um. I actually just changed my name today, officially. You're going to hear it. Oh, Lord. All the listeners. Yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't. I am. Say so this. I'm putting it out there. I'm putting it out there. <laughs> My name for a temporary, and I never really, really bought into it. I never really got fully into the thing. But for a while, you gave me the name Big Zesty. Okay? And and on the surface, it seems that it would be accurate. You know? It would be accurate to call me, because I'm big, and I can be a little zesty. (laughs) So it seemed very apropos. But I just never identified fully. Never... Never made it mine. Mm-hmm. But I found a name that is very accurate. It seems very apropos. It's not. I don't I don't agree with you at all. But you know, in your head, this is what you're hearing lately, because obviously you're doing these shows, you are listening to them back, you are editing. So I understand. But I don't believe it's I, I just the wanna, right name. I just want to always I want to I want to better the show. I want to make it better. I want to make it as clean and listenable as possible. And I think one of the things that I can do better is stop saying um. Mm-hmm. And a long ago, I'd say, what was it, 2003, 2004? There's a movie by the name of Knight's Tale. And it was a Heath Ledger movie, if you haven't seen it. I love that movie. I love that movie. The music. That was why I loved it. Well, you know, everything about it to me is good, except, except for the, for the love interest. I don't, you didn't dig her. No, 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 no. I think she's pretty. I think she's, I just, I don't know. Just not not my thing. (sighs) Anyways, that said, the movie was good. He's a knight that he's a regular person that takes on the moniker of a knight and he goes around. Going he pretends to, the, to be a knight, but he really isn't. He steps in for a, a, the knight he was working for. Right. And he becomes Sir what? What was his name? I William, to say William. I was about to say William Wallace. No, not Wallace. William. Thacker. Thacker, yeah. Okay. Was it Thacker? It was Thacker. Okay. Which is actually the name of the character of our other favorite movie. That's not my favorite movie, but yeah. And my, one of my favorites. <laughs> What's it called? Knight's um, Tale. No, no. Notting Hill. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, what's his name, the guy? Hugh Grant. Hugh Grant is named William Thacker. So maybe it's just a common name over there. Or <laughs> they like that name over there. I don't know. 
maybe we're wrong. Maybe the one in Knight's Tale is not that. No, just no. Thinking. Sir William. I remember the name Sir William. Sir William. And it was William Thacker. No, I do it was something weird. I'm wrong. I'm wrong. It, that's not it. Now that I'm thinking about it, it was something really... That's his real name, but in he takes on the moniker of something else. Oh, sure. I know. I know that part. But he, but there's also another name for him given to him by his arch enemy in the movie, who's like a count or he's a, uh, he's a military guy. He's a general or something in there. He's a prominent character in the movie. He's his arch enemy. He is trying to compete with this guy for the lady love. And in the movie... He introduces himself, and the guy says, so what's your name? And he goes, um, and he goes, great. So that's an interesting name, Sir Um. <laughs> because he, he, the guy, when he asked him, pressed him for his name, he had to give a fake name. And the fake name was something else that I don't remember. And he ummed right before he gave the name that he, once he remembered. He was like, um, and he remembered the name, and he said it. And then the guy goes, oh. Ulrich von Lichtenstein. Uh, Lichtenstein. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, why can't yeah. I remember this name? And he ummed right before. Because that is a mouthful. And I um a lot. And I don't want to um. So right now you are Sir Um. Not Serum. <laughs> uh, not Serum. Sir Um. Because I'm royalty. <laughs> I'm I'm royalty in my own head. In your own mind. So, Sir Um and V went out for our anniversary. Mm-hmm. Went to Hollywood. Yeah. And we went to three places. Yeah. I was determined to finally take you to um, a place that we'd talked about for a long time. But for whatever reason, like you said, we just never got around to it, which was Frank and Musso's. Yeah. So, Musso and Frank. Musso and Frank. You are correct. Musso and Frank whatever grill or something yeah so musso and franks and we had talked about it many times but it was never some place that i was dying to go simple i mean honestly just for the fact that i'm not a steak and potatoes kind of gal i'm it's just not my typical you know favorite food here so but i know it is yours i don't know if it's so my, i don't know if i have a favorite you se. You you love a good steak. I'll, I'll say it like this: I believe in my life somewhere, like I, in my roots, I just got a lot of steaks. Whenever I would go with the original, the OG grub enthusiast, my uncle Mel, who is this bon vivant, they called him, this type where he came from a rich background, and then he had to go out on his own, but he had this mentality of being the Hollywood. You know, he was a Hollywood guy, but he was also kind of a tough guy. He was this, he had a certain style and everywhere he'd go, he made a, uh, an impression. So yeah, I did it again. Uh, impression. Well, I'm sure he frequented Musso and Frank's. I don't know this. I don't I, know. Th- I would almost bet my life on okay. it. I don't doubt. I don't know. It's been around since 1919. 104 years. 104. It's got this reputation and this is exactly where he would have gone if he was in Hollywood. That's what I'm saying. I know he went there. I don't, I don't know. I actually, I wish I knew. I wish I knew. There's a picture, and I don't know what this, where it was taken, but in my mind, I want to romanticize it as, you know, I see your, your mom, and your aunt and your uncle. I don't remember your dad being in that picture. He wasn't. Your dad's not in that picture. But your aunt and uncle. My guess, but he was a he was a shutterbug. Oh, okay. 
and he probably was taking the picture. Okay. And your mom was there. It was black. It's a black and white photo. They're all sitting at this like booth type of scenario and it looked like they're all in Hollywood. It, so in my mind, I feel like, oh, they could have been at Musso and Frank's for all I know. It, it's just a beautiful picture, beautiful yeah. black and white in the you know 50s where they yeah. looked gorgeous. They all dressed nice. Their hair was gorgeous. Their makeup was flawless. It was such a beautiful era. So I see this picture and I have it on my phone as one of my favorites. And I always think, OK, they're probably in a place like that. Musso and Frank's. You know, I'm a car guy. And you're talking about what I think is might have been my previous era. I don't know why I was, I've been trying to figure out for decades what it is that makes me like this time frame that you're speaking of. It's after the war. It's after World War II, right? Mm -hmm. And everybody, the GIs come back from war. I think it was 45, 47. I don't remember which, what it was. See, in my memory, I, see, I act like I have a memory of it. I know, I as if you were there. But I have, I have history books, and I have pictures of my father being in the Navy. But he, he obviously would have come back. He had a, a mountain of kids, six kids. Not and, then. He only had Well, he had he only five. Had five. He had five. <laughs> and that came much later. But he came, you know, the, the GIs came back, and they, they wanted all this style. And if you look at history in that time frame, uh, between the end of the war to the late 50s, it was like the heyday of America. You know, the, everything was coming back. People wanted things. They wanted to buy stuff. It was the, wasn't the baby boomer, what they call that? Yeah. And people needed stuff, new cars. They wanted to get away from the, the war colors because at the time of the war, I think it was all black. That was like the, the paint they had a lot of. And they used it on everything. All the cars from that time frame were black. Really? Oh, yeah. If you look, if you look at all the cars, I think during the war, because my understanding was that all of the, this is a history lesson, sorry. During the, the, the war, things were tight. You know, they had to keep everything conserved. Paper, they had drives for all kinds of things during the war, I think, where they had to collect papers and put all the resources towards building stuff that we needed for the war. And that included paint. Hmm. Okay. And if you look at some of the colors from that time frame between, I guess, the beginning of the war, 1941, December 7th, 1941, and the end of the war, all the, all the factories, Ford, all the big car manufacturers, all the industrial manufacturers, they were all making weapons or vehicles or whatever, supplies. So my understanding is that during that time frame, the only paint you could get or one of the few colors you could get was black. I do not know. I'm not a history buff. Don't know anything about it, but I will and take your word. I've just heard stuff over the time. I'm, you know, being in the car, loving cars, knowing what they had, knowing certain things about, you know, I've triangulated the information. I, I'm, I, if, you, if you bring a historian here and fact check me, you, <laughs> I'm probably mess. I'm probably in trouble. <laughs> But that's, that's okay. my that's, that's right. my that's my understanding of it. But anyway, so this time frame. Yeah, you love. The I love the clothes. I love people were you know showing out. They mm -hmm. were the co the color of the cars. Look at the color of the cars in the fifties. Turquoise and you know the, well, bright that, yellow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They were everything was bright and airy and fun. At least for a certain time frame. Mm -hmm. 
but what you're talking about is the 50s. You know, I Love Lucy, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, even my car. I, I just ummed again. I just ummed again. So what? Stop making a big deal about it. I'm tired of umming. So the clothes, the style, everything was kind of, it feels weird to me that it's natural. It feels very natural to me. So Musso and Frank, I, I don't doubt. I think you're probably accurate. You're probably accurate. They spent a lot of time over there. I wouldn't doubt it. That's what I'm saying. I feel like, yep, there was that picture in my mind. I'm just going to romanticize it and say, yeah, they, they were at Musso and Frank's and they took a beautiful picture and they all were dressed to the nines. Nine. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, I heard a story. My um, See? Ah, ah. <laughs> I heard a story one time about my uncle. My uncle was a model. He was a oh, sidebar. Sorry, history sidebar. My uncle was an a artist. He sculpted. He painted. He interior designed. He was a dancer. He was a model. He had modeled in Germany. The, the rumor is that he was in the last scene of West Side Story. I even think I saw it. I was going to say, what do you mean the rumor? Well, I was told this. By my family. I think I might have even been told it by him later on in his life. But I never could verify. Until one time, I was watching West Side Story. And in the very last scene of the movie, when I think they're carting off the guy that got killed. Stabbed. And what was her name? Who? Natalie Wood? Natalie Wood. In this scene. The end of the movie. The rolling credits. And I, for a glimpse of a second... I think I saw my uncle. Do you realize how easy it is to check this? No, because I don't think he was in, he wasn't casted per se. I think he was like an extra or you something. Mean cast. What? You mean cast? Is casted a word? Well, he wasn't casted as a role and <laughs> in, as a character in no, the movie. No, I'm just saying the word sounds weird. Cast sounds. I, you know what? I don't know. Okay. So. So he, but he was this guy. And I remember this story I heard from my mother. My mother was pregnant with one of the girls in my family in the 50s, and she was feeling bad. You know, she was, you know, she was normally very thin, very pretty, very well-dressed. Well, apparently she, you know, she was showing her pregnancy and feeling a, you know, a little less than her, her best. She had to go to this party. Oh, by the way, my uncle was, I didn't mention, he was a... He designed clothes too. And the reason why I bring it up was because she was at this party, forced to be there, very unhappy. And my uncle, who was an artist of many ways, he comes to the party. He sees her there sitting kind of sad. They were very close friends. He scooped her up while the party's going on, put her in the car, ran her down to a fabric mart. He apparently took a bolt of satin or silk. He wrapped her head and hair in this sash. Got her some sunglasses, made her up, and took her back to the party. Supposedly, it made her day. It, I mean, it changed her. Her relationship with him, everything got better. But that's the kind of guy he was. And this would have been the time frame we're talking about. But there was a, there was a uh, obviously some kind of 
It's always been a kind of a glamour situation in Hollywood. And this place smacks of glamour. Yeah, like I can picture what it must have been like, you know, 60 years ago. Like Sinatra, you know, oh, yeah, Dean yeah, Martin. Yeah. All of them. Going over there to Musso and Frank, mm-hmm. having a cocktail, mm-hmm. getting steaks on the grill. Yep. It's all been done the same way, apparently, since then. Yeah. It's fantastic. Yeah. And since, like I said, I mean, I've never been a big steak person, never cared too much about it. Didn't really, we never really went, but I know you are. And it was like, we're going, I don't, I don't care what happens. We're going. Well, thank so. you because I, it was a kind of a dream. I mean, I'm, it's been a long time since I've been wanting to go. I know. And then you, at the moment before we were leaving, you're like, yeah, should we go over here? Should we go? I'm like, no, I, I almost wanted to kill you. Well, I just said, you know what? I don't want to be the selfish guy making this choice. I usually let you make the choice. I know you're not a steak person per se. And I didn't want to, I wanted to share this with you. I didn't want to just be about me. I wanted it, it to be it, about us. It was. I didn't think of it like that at all. Well, anyway. I, did, I did. Sorry. So we get to there, we get to this place. There's not a lot of cars in the lot right out front of the building or in the behind the building. And I even asked the guy, so what's, you know, he took the valet. I said, is this car safe? He goes, yeah, yeah. He says, we have another lot, a Musso and Frank lot just over. Okay. We go inside. Of course they say no cameras. You know, don't they bring didn't say phone. no cameras. It just says, you know, if you're going to take pictures, don't, don't take it of everything yeah. because. Well, know. that's kind of what I do. I'd love to take pictures of the room, the service, everything. So I kept it to a minimum. But the place looks apparently exactly as it's always looked since back then. It looked like it. Very vintage. Mm-hmm. Very vintage. I even said it reminded me of, it gave me the same vibe of the that, that chalet from the movie White Christmas. That, that old farmhouse kind of old kind of i mean it's been around since the early 1900s okay i'm gonna correct you i do not see farmhouse vibe at all that's no, no. not at I, all I don't what mean, i see i don't mean exactly i'm just saying when i watch that movie white christmas and i see that cabin chalet resort thing i've always wanted to feel that feeling that old feeling and okay, it has that's a, yeah okay but i, mean, I think we're mm-hmm. We're not. That's not at all what this. This is I'm, like. I'm not saying it. I'm just saying when I was there. I'm just saying if someone you're talking to, and someone's going to picture this, that's not it at all. This is not. This is okay. let me, old let me school cigar shop, masculine oh, no. wood panels. Um, it's oh, not. I, it, you I, know, I, brass and it, it's just not. Uh, so yeah, in my mind okay. when because okay, I love White Christmas and to me, you're not even remotely the same. Okay. But if you're thinking that old 50s vibe, okay. No. It's, it's a f- no, no I'm, not, I'm not saying 50s because this was done in 1919. I know. What I'm saying, I guess, is that it's, it's a style that doesn't exist anymore. It, yeah. will, it will never come back. It, it has this history and it has a feeling in there that are just so unique unto it. And I, I've never felt it anywhere else. Mm-hmm. It has a, has a history that, I, I, I mean, it's palpable to me. But yeah, the as far as like the 
Yeah, the way when you're in there, and it's very like segmented. I mean, yeah, the, definitely different sections. Strange layout. But I think too, it's also very private. So I like it in that way because there's that's why people probably go. There's a lot of privacy that you can have if you're whoever, right? In Hollywood people. It seems to me like you go down this stairway, you, it opens up into the dining room. This one side of the dining room. I didn't even see the other side. Did you? No, I didn't walk over there. See, now I know what I want to know what's over there. Well, you could have walked over. I know. There. <laughs> it just didn't seem like it was that, you know, they they had it well, you know what? It was a bar. The other side was a bar. Yeah, I was on the other side. Yeah. That was what was over there. Yeah, I was the at the bar. But it was a, a a bar where they served drinks. Yeah. Well, we were we were at a bar. A kind of counter like bar thing. Oh, you're talking about where we ended up? Yeah. Yeah. So here was the thing. We didn't make reservations, which typically I think you should be making reservations for this. We did not. But that I was okay. We, yeah. We don't. Yeah. We tend to not do that very often. We don't often. do reservations. But I figured no big deal. We're going to go to the bar. We're going to hang out at the bar. If we get a seat, great. We'll eat at the bar. No big deal. And I was very close to getting a seat because I saw these people getting up to go because the the what's the theater that's right there people were going to um is the kodak what is it yeah probably and there's another one so there's other there's shows and people will go to muson freaks prior to the show have their dinner go to the show and i knew these people people were getting ready to leave because the show's going to start or whatever in the bar in area. the bar area so there was a couple two couples that were getting ready to go would you have rather stayed and done that no okay no i mean i i liked what we did it didn't matter so anyway there's that bar area it's nice old school bar area and then on the other side of that bar there's so there's a wall separating it then there's that other side and then that's where we ended up in the restaurant part but there's a what do you call it like a low low top what was what that like called? a what is it called the counter it's like yeah a, like a, it's just a counter you can sit at um like a diner like a diner counter. yeah yeah it's like a diner counter. So you managed to get us um, two seats there. And I was like, okay, this is meant to be because just worked out the way it's supposed to work out as you know, usual. That's usually how it works out for us. Thank goodness. And, and knock on wood. I'm going to knock on my forehead just so we can There's get that out of the right way. Right behind you. I know the, the wood on my forehead is just <laughs> equally good. I had an insert done a while back and damage to the skull. They put in some cedar. <laughs> You're such a dork. So I... Loved it. I love this feeling of going, having the freedom to show up to a place and just roll the dice. I do not like reservations. I, I have reservations about reservations. I just like this freedom. You roll in, you see what happens. If it doesn't work out, you leave, go somewhere else. I like that. It's just me. I don't know. Weird. That's the grub enthusiast way. Show up and see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> so we get there. I, I, you roll into the bar looking for a spot. Mm -hmm. You're over there. And I, I don't know how I managed it, but I just flagged somebody down. And I said, hey, look, can we get a table? She, oh, they said, yeah, the maitre d' is on the other side of the room. Which that was weird, why, too. Which is why I thought, oh, he went to the other side at the beginning. Because that's the, um, it seemed to me that that is the entrance. However, not. Where did we end up over there, then? I don't know. Either way. We went, I went to a, the, the, I guess it was, wait, wait. So let's, let's check that. There must be an entrance on the front. That's what I'm saying. We just didn't come in from the street. We okay. came in from the parking lot. Yeah, we came in, different. yeah, the parking lot. We didn't get to the street side. I just assumed that it would be better to come in from the parking it's lot. It's not that it would be better. It's just that's you park. We valeted, so yeah. that's where you enter. So the maitre d' is 
through the dining room. So you have to go all the way through the dining room to the opposite end of the from the parking lot and find the maitre d', which is still it's still a little strangely positioned. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So I, I got lucky. I, they said yes. They led us down to the end of this counter, which again, not the best seat in the joint. Oh no, no, not at all. But it was but open. There still was two open. Seats open. And we we began to order our drinks and our food. I want to say this about the, the cocktails. Not the best olives I've ever had, incidentally. <laughs> the best olives I've ever had, blue cheese olives, were at Houston's. Still, Houston's. And I want to say this. I want to make another sidebar. I had a conversation with my guest from yesterday, Mr. Jonathan Broida from Japanese Knife Imports in Beverly Hills. Show coming soon. Soon to be released. Probably Tuesday. What a great show. Great, great, great guy. Great place. You're going you're gonna to see some pictures of this shop that will blow your mind. But we had a chat. He's an ex-chef, or he's a chef. And he told me, and we had this conversation about Houston's. I was gobsmacked, for a lack of a better word. He has the same appreciation for Houston's, and he believes that, that was the name of the company again. The restaurant group that owns Houston's. They own Bandera. Oh, yeah. Co- it's not Coast. Um, no, it's not. I was going to say Fox, but that's not it either. It's. I'll find uh, out Harrington? right now. No, no, no. Anyways, he believes, like I do, that Houston's is one of the best places to go eat. And in fact, he said that a lot of places seek those servers out. Hillstone. Hillstone. He believes that's one of the best, if not the best, group. You'll hear it tomorrow. Don't take my word for it. But he said, as I do, that that experience at Houston's is, it's like, it's top of the mark. It's, it's the top of the pops. It's, it's, that's where you need, everybody should base their feelings on that. But I, now that you've tried Musso and Frank's, it's a similar thing. They have the standard for service is top notch. I even believe Houston's is better. I Sorry. do not. I but. but let's get to my drink. The, the, what I do like about this place is many things, but the the way they serve their martini is fantastic. Oh, it's I, I can't believe other places don't do this, to be honest. With I'm you. yeah. It's and, and listen up. Beautiful. Don't get me wrong. I like the way that Houston's does it. Beautiful glass, big bowl of, of vodka. Don't get me wrong, I love it. But for whatever reason, they have a smaller glass at Mousson Frank, but they give you a little what they call a back. It's called the back. A little jar of their they mix the drink, they put most of it in the glass, put your your garnish, and then they give you a little pouring jar that's on ice in a little bucket that goes behind your drink. Because what they're giving you is a full four ounce pour of your martini, but they're not giving it to you all in the glass. Because this way, honestly, this is why I loved it because yeah. it keeps. I don't drink as fast as some people. Who are you I talking about? It, I'm just saying I, I don't drink as fast as some people. So. For me, by the time I'm done drinking that, it's not as cold as it could be. So I love this idea of having the little um, shaker, the mini I gotta shaker. I got to find out what they call it. Yeah, it's like a little shaker. It's like having your own personal shaker, but it's, it's, it is. It's like a personal one drink shaker. And so they put it on ice in a little bucket right there. And I can pour myself a second glass of, you know, the martini and have it cold. I, have I love to, it. I have to say this. It's the only way to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's the only way to do it. Yeah. I don't care what cocktail you're drinking. That's the way to do it. Yeah. 
So I was very happy. And so, you know, their drinks, of course, are going to be, you know, old school, traditional type of cocktails, such as a martini, such as a Manhattan, right? An old fashioned. That That's what I said. What should I have? And he's like, oh, you know, martini, oh, Manhattan, whatever. So I'm like, eh, you know, I didn't really want those, but I did want a cocktail. And he's like, let me get you a cosmopolitan. And I'm like, okay, I don't want it to be really sweet. I haven't had a Cosmo in a long time in years. And typically it's a little too sweet for me, but it's like, no, no, no. He goes, we'll do it right. So he brings me this Cosmo <laughs> and maybe it was cause I hadn't had one in a long time. I don't know, but it was amazing. It was delicious. I loved it. It's exactly the way it should be. I loved it. Not too sweet, flavorful, chilled, and plentiful. Yeah, it was fantastic. And your martini, even, I tasted your martini. I was like, oh, Jesus, this is delicious. So, so if there's Good drinks. If there's one thing I could say about it, that's the way to do it. That's it. Mm-hmm. But everything else, the, the steak, I want to say else. What? Fine. It was great. And I'm, I'm not a steak person. Again, I told the guy. So, you know, you can, we get the ribeye and was just going to get the one ribeye, which, you know, is big enough to share. And that's all I needed. And so, you know, you do that and then you have your sides. So we ordered, you know, typical, right? The mashed potatoes. We ordered what he recommended. Yeah. And so his recommendation was the cream spinach and the mashed potatoes. Very traditional type of, you know, traditional meal to me. That's like the type of meal that we used to get when we were, I was kids and we used to go to a place called Gulliver's in the Marina del Rey. Cream corn, cream spinach, mashed potatoes, steak. It's to me that's like an all-American type of, of dish, whatever. So that's what we ordered. It was um plentiful. I mean, oh, and of course a classic Caesar salad. And I told him, you know, I'm not a big steak person. I don't really like ribeye because or as far as the cooking. He says, Well, how do you want it cooked? And I said, medium, because I want some of the fat burned off. You know, I need it to me. The ribeyes tend to be have a bit of fat and I just hate eating fat. I do. I know you like it. A lot, probably a lot of people like it. it has flavor. I hate it. I hate the consistency. I don't like it in my mouth. I don't like chewing it forever. No, no, thank you. So <laughs> I said medium. He's like, no, no, no. And you wanted it medium rare, which I typically, if I have meat, if I have steak, I will want medium rare, but I would order a filet with less fat. So anyway, he said, no, do medium rare. He goes, if you don't like it, I can put it back on the grill and they grill it right there on that, you know, right where you can see them doing it. So he's like, I'll take care of it. And he comes back when he serves us our food. He separates it out. He gives you a piece. He gives me a piece. And it was cooked to perfection medium rare and he made sure he gave me a piece that had no fat i mean i really had no fat it was unbelievable so i now now you know where the fat went Mm -hmm. over here (laughs) (laughs) she was he was like do not put any fat on this cut (laughs) give it all to that guy but there even there wasn't that much fat there wasn't a lot of fat to it it was not a lot of uh, connective tissue there wasn't a lot of gelatinous fat Mm -hmm. because there are various kinds of fat right there are kinds that you do like and kinds that you don't. And I don't like any. There was, yeah, there was nothing tough, 
no sniggly bits. Uh, there also wasn't gelatinous, voluminous gelatinous no, fat on there. No, I didn't see any on your plate either. So I was like, oh my God. It was perfect as far as the steak. Mm-hmm. The flavor was amazing. It was buttery. I don't even mean butter, the flavor of butter. I mean the steak, the consistency. I don't know. Wow. It was so tender. Yeah, it was. Moist. Mm-hmm. Perfectly cooked. Perfectly. Yep. And when and I love the fact that they said, yeah, if you want to put it back on the grill, or if you want to cook it, we'll cook it medium. No, you, we'll they cooked it medium rare, and if you want it medium, I will take it back right. and and right. cook it for you. Perfect, mm-hmm. beautiful, and the grill's right there. Yeah, we were sitting, huh? I don't know how far, ten yeah. feet from. Yeah, right there, and it was old school. Even you could tell that the grill itself was so it was so used. It was actually warped. You could see the, instead of the bars being straight, they were actually had a little hump in them. You know, <laughs> I didn't even notice, yeah. but yeah. And, and you know, it's crazy. Uh, it wasn't something that you could tell. You could tell that it had been there forever. You 104 could tell that, years. No, I, I mean the grill. Oh yeah, I don't know. That particular grill. I don't mean uh, that particular stove. Or, I mean yeah. the grill itself had yeah. looked like it had been there forever. True. I didn't even think they could be used. It was such an antique. I was like, wow, they're going to use that? Wow. <laughs> I thought he was lying when he says, oh, cook it here. I'm like, because there's a kitchen. We were sitting near the kitchen and I, I seen the waiters go in and out of that kitchen. I'm like, they're cooking it back there. But no, no. Not, not this steak. <laughs> and I'm, I'm going to stop using these, these definitions. I, I make a lot of declarations. Like you say traditional, that word traditional. Or I use the word best, which I hate. I hate the word best. I'm going to stop using these terms. Okay. Because there is no best. And what's well, con- there's a best for you. There's not well, I a think best. When, I think when you say the general. best, oh, when people use the word best, mm-hmm. they mean the best. No, but I, yeah, I understand. But they I'm simply saying when you say it, it's the best for you. What you I, can I understand, you know, I, what I understand, you love. I understand that's your understanding. But when I think when people use the best, they mean, I'm saying this is the best. You should think it the best. This is the best for you too. I don't believe that. I think, like you said, it's the best for me mm-hmm. and the best in my experience, the right. best that I've had in my life. I say, okay, this is what I think is the best. I said it that night. I said, this is one of the top steaks I've had, Yep. period. Yep. And it was. It, it was flavorful in a way that I can't even describe. It was It was so beefy, to use the word. Hmm. I don't even know. I mean, all steaks should be beefy, but this one. No, it had great flavor. And like I said, the guy really gave me a nice cut and I did not have... There was not one complaint. I, you know, I wasn't spitting out. You know, how you chew stuff. And yeah. you're like, oh, I hate you find those hard I hate parts it. or the, you no. find that really fatty, fatty strain. Exactly. Yeah. That's why I'm like, I don't like steak for that yeah. reason alone. And I don't necessarily love it the same. I don't say, well, oh, this is my favorite part. I, I don't believe that either. But I do occasionally when eating a steak, I think it's nice to have that, that variance of texture. I do believe it has a very unique flavor, mm-hmm. and I do I appreciate it. I don't yeah. say I, it's not good for you. I, I can't imagine it being good for you. But in certain parts of the world, when you you know when people food is scarce, <laughs> that's a prized possession. Those are <laughs> I was I was listening to a Joe Rogan show one time. He's talking about hunting, and they, there's a guy that lives in Alaska that kills you know he has killed all the things that he can get in up the 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 tundra, and he was talking about how he eats everything. Everything. Every, you mean every part of the animal? Everything. Yeah, no thank you. From the rooter to the tutor. No, right? thank you. And 
he says that though that's calories that you just can't replace. That's prized. Well, you know what? That's why I don't live in the tundra. And um, yeah, I don't. By the way, how are we doing on time? Uh, we're right up against it. Yes. Okay. I don't even think we really got at it. No, we're not done. Well, I'm not done. We can keep going. So um, I still want to, I'd like to finish our Okay. Our discussion on Moose on Freight. One of the things I definitely wanted to get into, though, besides the food, is the service. And the I like the old the old school vibe of, you know, having a waiter's jacket, having the, the buster's jacket. Everybody, I know it's really dated, but I don't care. I loved seeing it. I loved them having, you know, their uniforms. I loved the fact that they the people that were serving, you could tell these people had been there for years. I mean, they were proud of their job. They took it serious. They are good at their job and they've been there. Some of them have been there for, I I mean, I can only imagine just decades. So I I really love that part of it. I love that the, the busser guy that came around to like, you set your plate down. As soon as you finish that salad, that plate was picked up immediately. And you, I think you even, you did, you asked the guy, you know, how long you been here and blah, blah, blah. And he looked really pretty young. And he said he'd been there five years and he loved it. He loved he, it. I guess why I identify with him is because he looked to me like a young Sir Um. Me. Uh, look, uh, he, he looked a <laughs> like lot. The, a young you, huh? A young me. Okay. Full head of hair, <laughs> you know, dark and lovely, you know, and... I, I looked at him and I was like, that's a young me. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't mean to insult the guy. I just mean, you know, I have a certain vision of myself. I know what I look like. And I feel like that would have been, I would have loved to have been in his spot mm-hmm. as a young man. Mm-hmm. Because I don't know if he'll continue. I don't know if he'll be there when he's 60. But what a, what a privilege to be a part of something that storied. That they, they seem to, you know, they have this pride in it. And I, it's great. I mean, anytime you go to a place and, and I don't care what the job is, or the, if the person has pride in their job, it, it's really nice to, to interact with that. And so the the waiter that took our order and they gave us the suggestions or did whatever, you know, he had been there for decades and he was proud of his job and he knew what he was doing. And I appreciated it. What I appreciated most about it was talking to that young guy was he's on the beginning. He's been there five years. Yeah. And he's at the beginning of a long journey that if he follows it, he'll be, he'll have a valued career in this industry, in that business. He could take that experience he learned at Musso and Frank and parlay that into a long career of doing that job. But and, that's the thing. People won't, don't necessarily have this, you know, uh, idea that that's a great job. I, I mean, it may, and maybe it do, doesn't pay well and all that. I don't know. But I just loved that he was happy. He was I, I loved it. happy and had been there five years and had no intention of leaving. And it's, it's amazing to see because, you know, you, whenever you're, you go to a restaurant, those people are, are you're, you're lucky if you get someone with a really, you know, great attitude and enjoys their job. They're usually there as, hey, I, I, need, a, I need some money. I'm working on whatever school. I'm working on another career. I have to take this job. And they're not happy doing it. I can't speak for everybody. Everybody that does that job. No, not everybody. But I'm just saying, that's what what, I encounter more often. I I totally agree. 
I, I'm agree with it hundred percent because, you know, people, especially in Hollywood, you know, you, you're there because maybe you want to be an actor. Yeah. You want to be a star. Maybe you want to get in the industry somehow mm-hmm. and you're doing this while you prepare. Right. But I don't know. I value, I tremendously value someone who's passionate about what they do mm-hmm. and does it well and, and wants to be better at it. And I think that's why, that's how I look upon this. I look upon uh, doing this better. See, I did it again. Um, stupid. I said, oh, actually. I, I aspire to that commitment. You know, mm-hmm. I haven't had that in a long time in my career. I've had it in my life, in my kids, in my house, in my family, but not in my career. And when I saw that guy, it, it reminded me of how I felt when I was in the computer business. I had that commitment to it. I was... In 1984, when I saw my first Apple computer, I knew it. That's what I wanted to do. Okay. Well, no, that switched, but. No, it, well, during that time when I was young. And I saw that in this guy at Musso and Frank. He was wearing a very classic uniform. Yeah, they have all have their uniforms and each color signifies something else, right? So like the red jacket is for yeah. the, the waiters and whatnot. The, yeah. His blue jacket, right? It's like bluish jacket. Yeah. He's the busser. And then you have, I think the bartenders had a white jacket. I'm not sure. I wasn't paying that close attention to that. Yeah. But. Well, they all, there's, I could tell that they, they all have a no, I, jacket. No, I'm agreeing and, with you. And it's, I like it. I like I love that, it. that. The formality. Yeah, I kind of, I do. I like Not that. every day. No. I'm, I'm not the, you know, the Duke of Essex or no, anything. No, no, no. But see, that's another thing that we liked about Houston's. I like that they have a uniform and everybody looks crisp and clean. And it just, I, I don't know. Makes me feel good. I like it. You know, I know we were so in love and we've talked about Houston's before many times, but I was talking to John from yesterday at JKI, Mm -hmm. Japanese Knife Imports, that he brought up a bunch of names from Hillstone that are equally good as Houston's. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know. I remember we were going to go. I think you've been to another one, but yeah. Bandera. There you go. And um, But I didn't like Bandera as much as Houston's. But there's I, another one. Let me see who uh, Hillstone. Maybe it was just the one I went to. Yeah. But see, I, I look, feel I'm so, like we've been to to another one, and I can't think of yeah. the name. But I, I will, you know, I, I guess look it up. You, you kind of make fun of me, but I, I do identify with the guy at 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 uh, the young guy over there at Moose One Frank. I identify mm-hmm. because he could have he could have been one of my family. He could have been my uncle. He looked as a matter of fact, in, in my memory, my uncle. When he was uh, 16 or 17 years old, I saw a picture of him one time wearing a similar outfit. However, he was a trendsetter for the time. This is, must have been in the mid-50s. He was wearing a uh, bow tie, a formal shirt, a white blazer, and formal shorts. Formal shorts. I'm not sure. I've never seen it anywhere else but in this picture. But I guess I talked to somebody like my uncle or my aunt, and, they, and I asked him about why he was wearing shorts. And I guess somewhere along the line, they had slack shorts. Hmm. Don't know why. But I, I did feel that feeling. I saw. I love the place. I love the service. I love the formality. I love the food. Have we ever been to Hillstone in Santa Monica? Why do I feel like we God, have? God, I feel like we have, but I don't remember it. Yeah. It was long before I started doing this. Okay. Well, anyway. What was, yeah, that, what was that other place that uh, they had when we were in Houston the last time? Not the last time. A few times ago, the time we went to the cream, the cream shop, remember that strawberry place in 
in Tustin. What? The cream pie. Tustin. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, Remember yeah. Remember that night yeah. we went to that yeah. went to Houston's, we were having uh-huh. that conversation and with that guy. somebody told us to go to have dessert. To the something. cream pie. Mm-hmm. But he said that was another Hillstone restaurant, not far, that did beef ribs. That was their speciality. I, was it, but did he say they were part of the Hillstone? I thought or he did. He, I, or did he just say they, there's another. I thought he said Hillstone. Rib joint. I, I thought he said Hillstone. Okay. I could be wrong. There's, could it have been. Maybe Gulfstream? Ah, that sounds pretty good. Let me see if that's the one. Or Rutherford's? No, I think you said it right the first time. Gulfstream? I think so. Let me see where they located. That sounds more like it. I don't know. I could be wrong. Yeah, I got to see where they're located. In the- hey, I have a question for you while we're on the topic. Yeah, that's it. It's Gulfstream and they're in Newport Beach. Okay. So, How far is that from Irvine? Newport I'm, Beach is right there. I, I guess I've never measured. Sorry. Oh, it's super close. Well, I have a question for you. One of your other favorites in that same area, right there in Irvine, is Rogers Garden, or the restaurant at yes, Rogers Garden. the restaurant at Rogers Garden. Yes. Do, do you even remember the service there? Yes. Is it on par with no. what we're talking about? No. Okay. Nope. I think it should be. I think if that place is so good. It was that, good. Don't get me wrong. The I service was really good. But, but it's not the same. Okay, look, you know what made me fall in love with... And by with, the way, the place is called the Thorm House okay, so at Rogers Garden. Got it. You know what made me fall in love with Houston's, and this is going to sound strange to you, maybe. Maybe to everybody else, too. What made me fall in love with Houston's when we were going to the one in Rosecrans, which is now defunct. It's gone. Sadly. I wish I could get some of those yeah, booths out of there. I can't even understand where it's going. Some, whatever. Yeah. Well, you know, I asked the question to John yesterday, and he kind of said, well... Times change, people's ch- tastes change. Uh, they want to update their their thing. It's fine. But what made me love Houston's and and really put the cherry on top, and I can't even describe this. It's part of the service. It's not not the the location. It's not the food. Food's all great. Everything everything there is great. But what set the bar for me, and this is 1993, what set the bar for me was the added attention to detail i remember it's not doesn't exist anymore not even the one in irvine or pasadena but i used to go to the one in rosecrans and i remember being feeling like a man and this is going to sound strange they used to hang the the newspaper above the urinal oh yeah yeah i used to love it (laughs) and i don't even read that much especially sports pages but i just thought to myself you're giving me something to do while I relieve myself? <laughs> <laughs> you you like guys this. are great. Oh, One other thing that really, to this moment, and this may be my youth, because Mel, the original OG Grubthusiast, used to take me to Westwood all the time, every year for school clothes. And there was, back in the 80s, it was preppy. That was your style. Mm-hmm. When he took me to Westwood, with the influence of the college, and UCLA, and all that right there on Westwood Boulevard. There used to be a store, a big store. I don't even know how many square feet. It was a big store. Right on the corner, and they were the go-to spot for all of your chinos, your preppy sweaters, your polo shirts, your, uh, at the time it was penny loafers. That preppy style was the the style that uh, I could say what prompted me to do it was was watching that show, 
Silver Spoon. That is if Silver you, Spoons if, with Ricky Schroeder. If you watch that show, that show is the epitome of the time frame. And everybody at UCLA, I don't say everybody, but the people of that time were going to that store to buy polo chinos, penny loafers, polo button-down pinpoint cotton shirts, and it's very preppy. Those sweaters, mm-hmm. absolutely. And you'd probably wear your Ray Bans and drive your Porsche Alla sixteen candles. <laughs> what, what was your guy from Sixteen Candles? His the, name in real life? No, in the movie. Um, Jack Ryan. No, Ryan. Jack Ryan. Is it Jack? Jake Ryan. Jake, Jake Ryan. Ryan. Jake yeah. Ryan. That guy is another one from that time frame. But anyways, that style was the style that I Michael Shoffley. I aspired to as a kid, as a teenager, very young. Yeah. And when we got to Houston's, what would be a decade later, 1993, mm-hmm. that's what they were wearing as a uniform. Black. No, no. It was a black button down. No, that's later. Long sleeve. I'm oh. talking about in the original uniform. When I first went there, they were wearing this kind of creamy colored polo shirt. And I think it might've even been polo because they had the little. Wasn't it white? Uh, they weren't well. I'm gonna say off white. That's what I remember. <laughs> okay, no. off white polo with a button down, and they wore uh, beige polo chinos. Yeah, I do remember the 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 chinos and the and the white shirt, and the polo. I didn't remember the order. You know, they had that, and they also then switched it up to a black button down long sleeve um, shirt. I remember with the, with the chinos. I remember that. Recently, I don't remember that from back then. Really, I remember it, but I don't know. Okay, could have been. So that that is what I remember. That is what sealed it for me, because I loved all the rest of it. But when I saw that, don't know why. And and you know what impressed me the most? It just seemed to be the beautiful wrapping to a great gift. That's what it. That's what it was for me. And even now, when I go there. Everybody's pressed, clean, attentive. Well, that's, that's the thing here. So w- with these places like Muson Frank, where the attention to customer service is top notch, that's really what makes it all enjoyable to me. I mean, it just takes it over the edge. So I love, that's why I like this. I like the waiters. I like the, the uniforms that they have to wear. I know it sounds probably stuffy or whatever. I don't care. I, I love it. I love the customer service. I love that they love their jobs. I mean, it just makes it so much more enjoyable. I told I, I told you this when we moved from LA. I told you that if I ever open a restaurant, it's going to be a Houston style restaurant. It's That's critical. It's critical. It's me. And, it's me in a nutshell. Well, the who you were talking to. I listened to the last podcast with DJ Mole. Yeah, and. His he had that same thing where you know his staff, they're all. It's I guess his requirement too, right? To to have a staff that's really great at their job and care about the service, and that's why he has people that have been there for years that you know he can call on, and they're gonna perform. It's just it's critical. In that conversation, you have to add Aaron Krebs from Inkwell. In Burbank. Yeah. Same attitude. Same yeah. idea. But that's why I like their places. And they both, both of those places have this vibe too. Like the Inkwell, I loved the, 
the attention to detail that he had inside with with the the decor. I love it. Uh, the booths, the bar, okay. the chairs. I think he said his wife picked out the the bar stools. Yeah. They are fantastic. They're fantastic at Inkwell. I they're, mean, they're they're booty licious. They, but I just like the 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 decor that they have at Inkwell and the service. It's unbelievable. It's fantastic. Yeah, and the so same thing goes with um, Riviera Club. Great service, all of it. Mm-hmm. And and I'm thinking now, as we do more of these shows, maybe that's our pursuit: is to find places like that. Well, I think yeah. I mean, I, they are my favorites. Those are those are going to be your favorites, right? All They're the ones my that have that attention to detail. Don't get me wrong; I love a good boba shop. Love it. <laughs> I, I no, I do. I, I we haven't believe you. But we, no, we have a new one in town. It's not a shop, though. That is a truck. Well, it's going to be a shop. You know it. Fingers crossed. No, they will. All right. Well, you know what? So let's let's finish. Let's shout out to Kung Fu Tea. Kung Fu Tea is in town now. Okay. Well, now let's get back to our our, um, anniversary night. So after we went to Musso and Frank's, we decided we're going to go to another another old school haunt that you had been wanting to go to also for years that we just never did. I had never even really heard of it. I mean, I think I may have heard of it, but it just, you know, just never crossed my mind, um, which was Formosa. Is it called Formosa Cafe? I believe. Yeah. Formosa Cafe. And so you took me there again. I was very pleasantly surprised. <laughs> I loved the inside of this place, the decor of this place and the the drink, the bartender um, that made me the drink. Loved it. It was so good. Again, at Cosmo, because I was sticking with that that same vibe. But I told him, I'm like, don't, I don't want the typical Cosmo. I don't want it to be sweet or whatever. He changed it up. He's like, no, I, I'm, I got you. And he used some blood orange in that drink. And it was so good. It was delicious. I, I saw this movie. The only place I ever saw this movie, I think I saw it twice, actually. I saw... Formosa driving past it, maybe as a kid, yeah, yeah or maybe probably. later on. Yeah, I drove past it. I love the color of the building. It's a weird. I wouldn't red, say weird. Well, it's, okay, it's an Asian red. That's what it is. I don't even want to get into the politics of this or it's the not politics. I, I want to say it like this: the color of the red. It it is has does have an Asian influence because the name is Formosa, which you have a story behind that. Tell them. Well, I don't have a story. The bartender told us the story, right? Because when I went in there, I was thinking Formosa. When you told me Formosa, I'm thinking Italian. I'm going into an Italian place. And I get inside and I'm like, this is all Asian. I'm like, <laughs> I felt like I was in some, you know, Chinese type of Asian spot, which I thought, love it, you know, love Asian food. This is going to be great. However, the name just didn't match. And so I asked the the bartender i'm like i don't get it what's what's the the vibe here what is it supposed to be and she said that the name formosa used to be the name of taiwan taiwan right? yeah taiwan and i guess they changed the name so whatever i mean that was the that was the reason for the name of it so I'm like okay I, I don't even want to call this color uh blood it's different it's red but why do you not want to say Asian red because to me it's that Chinese red where you know it, it there's nothing to me see when I when I think racial of, or whatever when I it. think of Chinese red or red that would be synonymous uh-huh. with China 
Yeah. I think of this bright red. Like you see those. Like fire engine type? I don't, you know, I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's kind of a bright, shiny red. The color of those, the dragon paintings or the, those uh, lampshades with the dangly little tassels. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They're this exactly. fire engine red. Yeah. Uh, color of a beautiful piece of fruit. Okay. Water, not watermelon. I don't even know what kind of red this is. This Formosa has a, a color that to me is burnt red. It's kind of it's kind oh, of a black hue to it. Okay. It's it's not raspberry. It's not fire engine per se. It's not burgundy. It's uh I use the word strange because I don't I don't know what red it is. I don't know what shade. I know it's got a black tint to it. Okay. But I love the color. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I think I want to copy that for a, a car. Okay. Well, anyway, so we go into this place and we didn't go for food because we were stuffed. But I will, I, I told you, I said, I want to go back. And next time, you know, I'm in the mood for some Chinese food and we're in LA, I'm going to say, let's go back there. Have a great cocktail, have some great food. You you were I saying mean, how much you loved the one aspect. There was one more aspect. You, two. In Inside. Yeah, you're right. So inside, they have this trolley car, right? It's one of the iconic trolley cars from like, let's say San Francisco. That it's inside. It's literally inside the restaurant. So there's a little section right in that trolley car where there's more booths or places to sit inside there. And then there's big booths when you first walk in and then there's the bar and all that. And then there's the, the trolley car that's right there. And then there's another back area. But so I just like the, the, the aesthetic of it. I like the look of this place. When you go in, I like the booths. I like the bar. I like the Chinese, um, the, the, the fixtures, the lamps. The lamps. Yeah. I, I like the car, the trolley car sitting in the middle of this restaurant. I don't know why. I just it looks like it's been there forever fused into the the ground and everything. It just looks cool. It's actually in such a weird juxtaposition that it seems like it grew up from the ground. It's, it's almost like, yeah, like Embedded. a tree that they, 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 you know, that you build around. No. And this one's like that trolley car must have been left there and let's build this building and restaurant yeah, around yeah, it. It's, yeah. it's weird. It, it's great. Mm-hmm. And I, I was trying to make a connection. I didn't have it in my, you said, what'd you say? What? What? How'd you make the connection to the uh, San Francisco? Okay, I get that, but you know, I was thinking murder on the Orient Express. I was thinking trying to make like a a train. Yeah, why? I was like, why is this thing here? (laughs) Like, why is there a train in this building? Yeah. Okay. Another thing I liked about it too is that some they did a renovation apparently recently. Yeah. They renovated it, and it looks great. But you know what's funny about that whole mall? I don't know if it. I don't know if this place had subterranean parking forever. Oh, probably not. But, but I mean, that's it has but that's sub- because the Formosa Cafe is right on the corner, and you know, and then there's that the, all the shops and the mall next to it. So yeah, it just it, it has subterranean parking, like a new mall. It's beautiful. I love everything about this place. I love it. And you mentioned one other thing that you that you didn't mention. Okay, so the other thing that I, I like because you know we again we weren't going there to to eat just to have some cocktails. They had a DJ um, playing there you know live dj and it, the place was already kind of it wasn't really 
busy at this point. I don't know if it's because it's late in the night or, or, or too early. I, one Saturday. or the other. Who knows? I have no idea. But it wasn't that busy. But I loved that, you know, she, there's this DJ and she's right there and she's like having fun playing. Me, and it was good music. So was she wearing like costume, like a costume? No, that's just her. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm just, I'm guessing, you know how they have the, I don't know what they call those dresses. Was it one of those dresses, the satin ones? The, I, don't I didn't know. take a picture of it. I don't, no, I, I, don't, I don't know. It felt to me I, I, almost like she was wearing one of those, those Chinese dresses. I don't know. No, no? I, don't, I don't think so. But yeah, she was just having fun. I just hmm. like the live music or the, the live DJ. It was, it was I, cool. And she was trying to get, you know, trying to ramp up the, trying to, yeah, pump it up. Yeah. And, you know, it was just fun. Well, you know, like we moved to one more spot and we'll just yes. wrap it from here. Yeah. We love Formosa. I will go back again. I want to try the food. Yeah. I was having some, you and I were having so much fun just picking out, they have a, a line of pictures across the ceiling, around the edge of the, the walls. All these old pictures of actors from a long, long time ago. Yeah, all Hollywood icons. And we were sitting there trying to guess. Yeah. And so because this place has been around since 1939. Wow. So it's been there a long time as well. What a great place, man. So, yeah. But but One that was 100 years old. This one's 80 years old. It's just great. I mean, I love that vibe. And when we were at the, at Moussa and Frank's, our... We told the we told the waiter, oh yeah, we're gonna go stop at Formosa afterwards. He's like, oh well, if you go to Formosa, you got to go to Jones, because it's just catty corner to Formosa. And I I didn't get anything from that name. I didn't I didn't say yeah, I want to get there. Yeah, you remembered, and we were pulling in mm-hmm. from the street, and we drove past the way, and I saw a building on the corner. Yeah, Caddy corner. Right. Because I was from this place. I was thinking, oh, okay, I got to remember to go to this place. But when we looked at it, it was no, no light, right? It almost looked like it, they had closed it all down. So there was, you can't see into this place. So I really didn't, and we're like, is that even open? I don't even see anybody. Well, first of all, I didn't see the door, which is one unit to the left. Yeah. What I saw was the corner unit and it looked like it had been condemned. <laughs> It, I was looking for that sign that says property of or contact, you know, uh, yeah, yeah. your local like real estate rent, agent. To get, place. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was looking for that. Didn't see it. Uh-huh. But the corner unit looks like it's, you know, vacated. Right. So we go to Formosa and I don't know how we got on Jones again, but we might have talked to them about it in the, in the place. And they said, oh, yeah, it's right across the street. Yeah, I think we probably talked to the bartender and, and you know, just... And I we, don't know why. You, I mean, you mentioned it and somehow or another. He's but like, then, oh, yeah, it's over there. But we said, oh, yeah, it's closed. Right? I mean, or they don't have it anymore. She goes, no, it's open. So after the fact, we walk over and we see the very nondescript little awning. Mm-hmm. It says Jones. Mm-hmm. Then we're like, oh, it must be. No, it's open, obviously. We walk over there and we had another great place to go. Yeah. Fantastic place. I Yeah, I, I liked the vibe there. I mean, as... I, and I liked it immediately from the guy that was at the door, right? The, the, what was he? I mean, is he, he wasn't a bouncer. It didn't seem like he was just somebody working there. And he, as I walked to the door, he's like, oh, hi. And he's like, come on in. And it was just like so friendly. Hey, come on in. I'm like, oh, okay. And so we walk in and you walk into this lively, full bar and restaurant. It was packed. It was jam-packed with people. And, and you're never getting that from just passing by? No way. I did not expect it at all. I would have never put that together. Yeah. 
So, so I'm glad we got there. As soon as we walked in, I just, that one, I liked the vibe. It's almost like a combination of, of the other two, right? It was a little more new, a little more, um, you know, it's just a newer place, but it has still the qualities of Hollywood, old vibe. I don't know. I just loved it. So many things about it, actually. It's multi-tiered. There's a cool bar, lots of places to sit. Mm-hmm. There's little nooks where you can have some privacy. Because they have booths. Again, I think that's the other thing. Yeah. They have these big booths. Yeah. I love it. I want more places here. To the, the people that do restaurants, restaurant tours that are out and about, I want service like Houston's. I want food like the top restaurants available. And I want booths. Yeah. That's it. Put that together for me. I'll go. Well, I also want some decent cocktails and. Well, that's kind of that's kind of assumed. You have to make those. Yeah. So, but Jones, I think I saw everybody. You know, as they're getting their food, it's it's Italian. I think it's got the, yeah pizza. Uh, yeah, pizzas and and whatnot, which look good to me. So, um, yeah, I I would love to go back and eat because again, we didn't eat. We just had cocktails. Do you know what it reminded me of? I think I mentioned this to you. Oh, and wait, wait. Didn't Jones also give me that? They gave me the little side. Did they? Yes. Hmm. Yep. I don't remember that. Yep. It wasn't in ice in a bucket, but I got my little okay. side drink. I don't remember. What did I have? A beer? I got a beer. I don't remember what I had, but Jones is really cool. And it, I was saying that it reminded me of one thing that I still, maybe you don't get it, but I remember going to places in New York that had that brick the brick wall. There's something about to me that the uh, wall of just nothing but bricks. I don't mean drywall. I don't mean, you know, steel or polished copper. I'm talking about bricks. And what they did with this on one side of the building, the one that, that I was facing, it was the whole wall was brick wall. And they took very simple lighting, focus lighting. And they just had them every five feet or so. And it just reminded me of like a subway station or a warehouse, or in my recollection, that TV show Taxi. It it had that industrial kind of garage-ish feeling, like a studio, something. Hmm. That was that one wall. And then because it was multi-tiered, you know what it smacks of to me? I just remember what it remember, reminds me of. TGI Fridays. I don't mean... Like, I don't mean exactly like a feral... Da, 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 I mean... It just, because of the, I don't know what the decor is. The decor isn't Italian. It's not, you know, vintage. It's not antique. It's kind of industrial, kind of Hollywood, kind of studio, kind of soundstage. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what what you would call it. I don't know. I don't know what it's called. Love it. I just, yeah. I just felt comfortable in there. It's great. Yeah. Intimate, yet wide open. <laughs> I know. Places to sit, cool looking people. I, I met some people at the bar. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think his name is Mike. He's an artist. I've met a lot of artists lately. Yeah. Yeah, man. But, people who draw and paint and do all kinds of creative stuff that I like. But that was a good end to that, end to our night there. Having Do we have dessert there? there? Huh? Do we have dessert there? No. Uh-uh. We had dessert at Musso and Frank, right? I think that we have some. Ah, cheesecake. Yes, we did. Cheesecake. Delicious oh cheesecake. Oh, my God. Yeah, we had. A, it was very, very New York. 
style cheesecake. Absolutely delicious. luscious. So luscious. So creamy. So dense. So yeah. Oh, you know, dense. I shouldn't. That's a bad word for it. Not dense. It was firm. no. It was it, it was that's, firm. That but is airy. the right word. What's firm and airy mean? How do you do firm and airy? I don't know. It was firm and airy. <laughs> it was dense. You know what, <laughs> but you know, it was good. You know what? Oh, sma- you know what? Remind so me of. I was having this conversation with uh, John yesterday at JKI. He said, "I had said Delmonico's." Oh my God, Delmonico's on Pico yeah. way back in the day. W- way back in the day, yeah. I remember having this conversation. The reason why I brought it up. Was because of that cheesecake. Oh, you remembered the cheesecake and my dad yeah. did. Your dad was a big cheesecake <laughs> guy. Huge. Yeah. And we, I remember having this memory, this distinct memory I with your know, father. I know. We go there. We're trying. I, I think we're just dating. Or I, you know, we were kind of no, just. I think we were married. No, 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 no. We were still dating. This is, but this is 1992 or three or four. We were going out a lot. And we wanted to, we hadn't seen, I hadn't. I was trying to get on your dad's good side, your mom and dad. And we invited them to Delmonico's for dinner. And we were there, had a great meal, we th- I thought. had I thought we were having a decent conversation. And I'm trying to put on, you know, trying to put on the dog for your dad. You're trying to act like a less than a savage and act more like a, <laughs> a good uh, son-in-law. Okay. We go there, have this meal. And, you know, the, the conversation's kind of... You could tell he's the judgments on, and I'm I'm got the the flop sweat going. <laughs> I don't I, remember that. Yeah, and I'm trying to you know impress him and whatever. And at the end of the meal, I said, "I'm gonna get you your cheesecake. I'm gonna I'm gonna order you your cheesecake for you. I know you like it so much." And I think an option for this delicious cheesecake was cherry sauce or don't no, strawberry puree. It was either strawberry or raspberry. It's one of them. Mm-hmm. And I said, yes, let's get that. And I don't think I asked him about that. I just assumed that he'd want it. So, of course, that didn't go well. Well, because I didn't, uh, you know, he likes a strawberry, you know, some strawberries on the side. But I think that was it. You thought, oh. Well, I thought, okay, you know. the Berries well, on the side is fine, but not. Well, I didn't know this at the time. Puree. So I get the, it comes. And I'm thinking, God, he's going to love this. He's going to be so, you know, I'm going <laughs> to get some brownie points. And we're going to be famous friends. Comes to the table. You bring it, and it's swimming. This beautiful slice of uh, cheesecake is swimming in this bright red liquid. And he's turned off immediately. <laughs> he looked he's at like, me you like, ruined my goddamn this cheesecake. is gross. And I was like, what are you talking about? This is fantastic. He says, it looks like blood. <laughs> he, like you, is very visual. And he was like, uh-uh, that's not right. It, it must have been... It was like I heard won won won. Yeah, exactly. Try again. <laughs> it was like it was like in a video game where you, your your action figure dies. Great cheesecake, but nope, nope. Try again. It, it didn't matter if it was a great cheesecake. You no. did not want to see it swimming in puree of whatever strawberry raspberry. Whatever. I did make up for it years later, though. Why? How? We were coming up from San Diego, and we were passing by. What was the name of that place? The what? place that was in uh, Carlsbad. Oh my gosh, Claim Jumpers. Yes. <laughs> We were passing by Claim Jumper, the one that oh, I think it was in Carlsbad, R- Rancho Santa Margarita. No, Carlsbad. Yeah, no, 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 no. We didn't. No, we didn't go to the one in Carlsbad. We, we oh, went, we you're went, saying we went to another. We one. went to the one that was in RSM or in uh, what was that place? I have no idea. It was um, what's what's the name of that street? Crown Valley Parkway. They had Claim Jumpers over there. Just down the way, just down the way, in one of those malls. 
they had a claim jumper. Okay. And I said, let me stop in there and get it because I remembered how much I loved that cheesecake because it had they have a distinct cheesecake. It had a one that you loved. Tell them. Well, which one did you love as a kid? Well, because my dad used to take us to Bob's Big Boy and Bob's Big Boy had a cheesecake where it was the cheesecake, but it had a thin layer on top of sour cream. Delicious. So it, it tart. Was tart. Yeah. This sour cream on top. It's a thin layer, no more than like an eighth of an inch or so layer of of sour cream on top of it and it was delicious so every friday i remember not every friday but i remember a lot of fridays you know as a child we would go we wouldn't necessarily eat at bob's big boy but because my mom was always cooking but we wanted dessert and my dad would go there and we would get an entire cheesecake and you know it's only four of us in the family but that cheesecake would be gone by the weekend how big was that cake round you know a foot? Eight to ten inches, I'm guessing. Okay. Yeah, but cheesecake is very, you know, very filling, very fattening, full of cholesterol. It's like the worst, probably, dessert that you could have. He loved it. But he had a big sweet tooth. And so, yeah, we would, I just remember going on a Friday, picking up a cheesecake and, you know, bringing that home and it would be gone. by the. I don't even know if it would make it to Saturday, but probably. Well, you know, on the topic of cheesecake, they had a great one at Junior's. Which was very much the same style as the Bob Biggs. Bob's was it with the cream? Yeah. That's why he liked it. And we were just having this conversation with uh, John yesterday as well. And he was mentioning his affinity for juniors and how it's, he's, you know. Oh, juniors. Juniors. Oh, that's a different cheesecake. Yeah, that's a New say? York style. Okay. Yeah. And I'm going to put this out to the listeners. If anybody hears or knows of a great cake place, because we used to buy all of our cakes at juniors. You did too. Mm-hmm. Juniors on Westwood at Pico. Yeah. If you know of anybody in the L.A. area, for that matter, in San Diego, that we could buy a fancy cake. We need a fancy cake coming up at the beginning of November. Well, I've got a list, actually. I was given a list by. Well, I want to I want to stop you. I want to hear from the listeners. If you know of anybody who can put together multi-tier. It doesn't even need to be multi-tier. A very we need something that is beautiful and delicious. And I don't like that kind of, what's that frosting that everybody doesn't like? What was it called? Um, it's the one that- Doesn't like? That I, that I do not like. I don't know. I don't, I'm not a frosting person. There, there's a frosting that out there. I don't recall- Buttercream? Yes. I think that's doesn't it. Doesn't everybody like that? I, what I'm saying is I don't. Yeah. I told that we need this cake. The person needs this cake. I, I said, let my sister make the cake. I asked my sister Sunday- to make me this, he's an incredible baker. And I said, do me a favor. You make an incredible carrot cake with the, the white frosting, cream mm-hmm. cheese and butter. Yeah. I said, you make a fantastic frosting with a fantastic carrot cake. I said, could you do me a favor and make me a chocolate cake and put this white frosting on top? Mm-hmm. And she did. And every time she makes it, it's over the top, over the top, incredible. And I suggested, you know, why don't you ha- have her make the cake? If she'll do it, I don't know if she'll do it, but she wants, you know, they want something pretty. So if you know somebody who can make a cake that does incredible tasting cakes, that doesn't use buttercream, that can do something. I think there's a reason different. for the buttercream too, but I think it, you know, that's, it's going to hold up into no, I don't the, doubt. to the decorations I don't doubt. And, and I want something very specific. And I, I totally understand, but it's God awful to me, the flavor. 
That's why I never eat the frosting. I, I understand. Take it I understand. Well, I want you know if you can make something that tastes delicious, and you can you know it is if you have to use buttercream, just maybe do use it sparingly. <laughs> but we we want something that is going to be nice for a, uh, a you know a birthday party, a big time birthday party. And if you know anybody, please send the, the information our way. We need a cake about the beginning of November. We want it to be pretty. We want it to be tasty. We don't want it to be funky. That funky buttercream nasty. <laughs> <laughs> How do I really feel about it? So, look, uh, I hope you liked our show. We love doing it. We hope you feel that. And uh, we want you to, we're going to sign off for now. Want to sign off? I haven't done this in a while. Yeah. How's it? How'd you feel? How'd you, how'd you like it? Good. I think we should do more. Well, I've actually. You've been really busy, babe. So, you know. You know, I do. I do like this. We have a very fast free hand. You and I, for for a lot of reasons, we've had uh, twenty eight years, twenty million ago. conversations. But we do have a a level of conversation that I do. It's very easy. You make it easy, and and look, I and be honest with you, I like your voice. I like I like hearing your voice. Oh wow, that's just because you married me. And... I don't think so. I've heard from other people who I've, I've you know I've directed them at listening to the most recent shows, mm-hmm. and they've said that they've listened to the earlier shows, which was just you and me, for the most part. My first, what was the first guest I ever had? Do you recall? Me. No, no. <laughs> um, aside from me, um, I, no. I'm guessing it was the Flying F. Right. Oh, yeah. Was that the first? That might have been. By the way, don't listen to this show. Why not? Because I was terrible. Oh, oh. It was just, I think it was just me and, was it me and you or just me? No, we had all four of us okay. were on that show. Yeah. It was you, me, and, um, oh my gosh, I, her name escapes me, but it was the, the from the Flying F, it was the Allie. couple. Allie. Allie and her husband. Allie Fender. And her, and her husband. Yeah. And yeah, that one was, yeah, it was fun. And we just sat, we were, they, invite, they invited us into their home. We sat at their, their table um, and we had four mics all set up. It and, was fun. And Allie and their family, Allie and her family. Oh, and their two little boys. The little boys. The so archers. adorable. We went to their house. They were nice enough to have us. We had a fantastic conversation without me. Really, I shouldn't have been involved. I, I messed it all up. I was stepping on people. I was doing dominating the conversation. It was it's terrible. Because yeah, that was your first show. You didn't you didn't know what to do. Yeah, I was an idiot. No, you weren't. Anyways, they were gracious enough to have us show us around their beautiful property, their beautiful animals, fifty head of Angus down by this little pond. It was it was it was everything you wanted to. to I want to repost that again because I want to repost the the images, the pictures. They were fantastic. But they they fed us. They talked to us. They tolerated me. And they were, it was a great day. They, they even fed us uh, at the time. She made a, a whole loaf of sourdough that morning. Oh my God. It was, it was utterly I, incredible. You know what? You're right. I, this is one of the shows that I remember actually the food was incredible. She made the best lunch. The, the best. I mean, it was so simple, but it was so. Stop good. using that word simple. Well, when I say simple, no. I'm saying this is like the kind of, it's like you're not, if you went to a restaurant, um, you know, you're never going to find this, but it's like what, what people just make at home kind of thing. Although I would say Musso and Frank is to me, it's like simple food also that you would simple. have. Yeah. In but the sense that it's just 
mashed potatoes, a, okay. a vegetable, a, and a steak. Okay, here's my task for you. If it's so simple in that definition, mm-hmm. and I'm very particular with words, you know that. Mm-hmm. You try it. It's so simple. No, I hate cooking. I, that doesn't matter. It. It's simple. You should be able to do it. <laughs> Even a non-cook should be able to pull this off. Well, Allie, yeah, in my opinion, yeah. I mean, it, okay, but... Look, I'll say it this I'll, way. But wait, wait, let me finish. So Allie's food, she, they cooked, um, her husband uh, cooked that. I think it was venison. It was venison. Oh my Lord, that, those little medallions of this venison that had no fat. It was so beautiful, lean, you know, I don't like the fat. I friggin' loved it. Look, I want to shout out to Allie. It. I want to shout out to Allie right now. Okay. Allie, if you're listening, I still have memories of that meal. Okay. It is, I have to say, I don't want to be, I don't want to be ridiculous about this, but I'm going to have to tell you right now that it is in the top three meals of my life. Jeez, Lou, top three. That's amazing. I would say it was definitely in the top, mm, I'm going to, I'm going to say top 10. I'm going to say top three. Now, give me give me your top three. Do you know the top three in your life? You remember? Um. Well, give me give Kezo me. The, was one of my okay. tops. Which is actually, I want to mention them right now. Kezo, you have provided me and my family years of pleasure. Seventeen years of pleasure. Seventeen years of pleasure. We've had birthdays. We've had great nights just sitting Anniversaries, there. Anniversaries. We've had. We've had everything. Any like special occasion, we've spent it. And I want to say this to you. I'm sad to see you go. I know. I'm devastated. I know why you're going. I know that you've been doing it a long time. We uh, understand, but you're going to be missed. You're going to be missed. So thank you again. No one has done some of the, the, I've never found some of the things that Keizo has created in any other sushi restaurant. He has, he single-handedly created what I could say, he and Gary. I mentioned Gary yesterday with John as well. Oh, the sushi Gary sushi chef from Case. And I wish uh, I remember. Kaisen. Was it Gary's sushi? Was it Gary's? The name of the place? When oh. we went on Gateway? You're mixing the sushi chefs. Gary was from Kaisen. No, I'm talking about, okay, what was the name of the guy at? The one in Ocean Gate? Uh, yes. That Gateway was um, Harry. Harry. <laughs> was close. <laughs> Harry single-handedly set the tone. For me on sushi. I yes. had, I really wasn't a sushi guy when I met Harry from this r- sushi bar that used to be on Pico and no, no, Pico. Ocean, Sorry. Gate. Ocean Gate. Ocean Gate? Or Gateway. It's Gateway. Oh, is it called Gateway? I, think it's Gateway. I don't know why Ocean Gate. Uh, you know, Ocean, Ocean Park, you're thinking maybe over the okay. summer. But Gateway. Okay. Gateway and Barrington. Yeah. The Barrington. He single handedly set the tone for me as far as sushi. I was new. Yep. I was he introduced sushi. us to it. We were babies. We, we, I had several things there. I had my best to this day. What I what I call the benchmark for, uh, see, don't, don't say um, don't say um. <laughs> Spicy tuna roll. Yes. To this moment, it is still by far the best sushi, spicy tuna roll I've ever had with with Harry. He moved to. A place that's on used to, still on Sentinella, which is called what was it called? Oh my God, I can't remember right now. Oh my God, who is Doctor? Okay, Sakura. Oh, Sakura. Okay, Sakura. All right. He moved there after he closed his shop, but he did that. He also set the tone for what I what I love now, which is hamachikama. But he had scorpion fish. 
I remember sitting there one afternoon. Uh, I'd gone by myself. You were working. I was being the ne'er-do-well out by myself. And I went there on the in the afternoon, and Harry was there, and I was he was he was talking to these two ladies down the bar, and they were they were Japanese. They were speaking. They were students at UCLA, and they were talking to each other in Japanese. And I I don't know how, but I struck up a conversation with the three of us, the the three of them. And through through Harry, I said, "Hey, have you had this? Have you had that?" She was like, "Oh, yeah. she they he brings her or them a scorpion fish, which by the name of it is poisonous." My understanding. He even yeah. told me that. I don't know if it's scorpion fish because I I feel like now we probably got that wrong. Maybe it's the puffer fish. No, no, this, the no, no, no. He told me. He told no, me. No. He told me that if you don't cook that fish right, mm-hmm. and that's why it wasn't on the English menu. That's true. It was not on the menu. It was not on the English menu, so I didn't know it existed. The only reason I knew about it is because he was serving it to the ladies down the bar. Mm-hmm. And when I asked about it, they sent me one. Yeah. It was delicious. That fish today is the benchmark for me for any cooked fish at a sushi bar. It was lightly battered. It had this ponzu kind of dressing, mm-hmm. a little dipping sauce. It was crispy and salty, and it and it to this day is still why I another thing I love about sushi a sushi bar. Yeah, without 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 Harry, I don't know that I would have gone on to eat as much as sushi as I have. I know it really just opened our eyes to it, and and then yeah, going to places like Keizo and Nobu, and you know uh, they have these. Each one has these beautiful signature dishes yeah. is what I recall. You know, Keizo had more. Like I know Nobu has some great dishes and, and, and stuff that we go to. My my son and I go now every um, these year. These guys, man, these guys. We go to the Nobu in um, Indian Wells. You and, guys, man. Well, because we go to the Indian Wells t- tennis tournament every year and they have a Nobu on site. And so we will go and, and have our, our yearly, you know visit to nobu but so i have that's a, another top spot um but i want to touch on that while you're doing that i want to say to you one day i promise you one day i'm going to when i come to power okay before i kick off this earth i'm going to set the four of us up at the window at indian wells and i'm going to just leave the credit card on the on the counter and i'm going to say keep it coming until we leave but we would have we would have done uh, we don't need, it's not even like it's that expensive if i wasn't with my child i and it was just you and i i would totally do it no let me clarify l- let me clarify i mean at the window at indian wells yeah when you go there yeah. you have to have a certain amount of you have to spend a certain amount to sit there yeah so it's not that much it's 100 bucks no it's probably more i think it's 150 each person but who right. cares but no, to me that's to me that's not a lot we spend that no 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 going I, don't, from- I don't mean that i just mean the fact is that because they're doing that because they put that restriction you're expected to make sure you spend at least 300 dollars for two people maybe uh 600 for four and i don't know about you but that's still a lot of money well see but my point is it's like that is super easy to do especially if you're having um alcohol no, I totally understand but when i'm there with my son i mean i, I would do it but i know you know he's not drinking alcohol but, but so you're also and gonna i'm get, not going to be drinking it with him but you're also going to get an earful from me i'm going to be jealous i'm going to let you true. i'm going to let you know it mm-hmm. okay marrying two of my favorite things <laughs> and you're going to get an earful because that bill's going to come and i'm going to be like what did you do mm-hmm. so i'm promising you right now make it a declaration 
if, well, sorry, I'm not going to say if anymore. When I come to power, when this thing comes together and I'm able to, to afford it, I am going to send you or send the four of us to sit at the bar. Probably five now, because you know why. But yeah, here's the thing. We're going to sit at the bar and we're going to have but everything you guys don't we want. Enjoy well, I guess you would enjoy that aspect of it. What are you my talking child, about? My child, one of my my children does not enjoy sitting there and, and watching the tennis. Yeah, the I, agree, I, I, agree, I agree with all that. So. But I'm, what I'm saying is that it's such a special thing. I love tennis. I don't typically love to watch it as much as I love to play. I used to love to play. And, but I do, I would value that experience tremendously. Hell I would, yeah. I would, I would value the, the ability to watch a good game, especially a final or something. You're not, that's not where they, sh- that, that's not a, is that, um, that's not court. center court. No. Okay. No. I would value Th- this that. Is, this is why I like it even more because it's such an intimate um, stadium. It's stadium two. Okay. And it's, you know. I I, I know you're pressed for time. Let me finish what I'm saying. Okay. I just want to say this. When, when everything is the stars align. Okay. I want to take us all, all five of us now (laughs) because the family's grown. I want to take all five of us to go and I want us to go and have a good time at the window where we can watch a top notch tennis match and drink some sake, have top notch sushi Mm-hmm. You know, it's a dream. It's a dream of mine. So it's a dream of mine to, to offer you and I that experience because I've never had. It. Well, let me put it to you this way: you and I, could, if you ever wanted to go, because you don't. That's not. It's not. It's not just you and me. I, we can do that anytime we want. I no, want, no. I want, I I want mean, us the four of us. I want the four of us. Okay. Or five of us now. Okay. And we'll t- even take Moose and Monkey. No, okay? we're not taking them. We'll but take okay. them. But, but all right, so I'm saying I want that experience for you. I want it for me. I want us all to go and enjoy. I don't want us to think about oh, you know, don't have that extra. What is it? Twenty dollar lemonade that they love over there. What's that drink they love? Oh yeah. No, no, no. It's the you're not passion gonna, fruit or whatever. Lychee. Sorry. Yeah, passion fruit. Lychee, but they don't do it anymore. What are you talking about? Oh my god, they don't do it. So we went to the Nobu when we were oh, that's in right. Atlantis. They have a Nobu in Atlantis. Yeah. And do. we went there and they didn't have it. What? Um. No, wait. They did they have it? They, they had it. They had it. Oh, then I'm okay. No, then I, I then I okay. Sorry. Then it was the one in Indian Wells this last year. We went and they didn't have it. Okay. So Damien, wait. So I'm gonna he, send he, an he, Instagram wait, no, 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 message. No. no, here was the beautiful part. The um, I don't know if it was the manager. I think it was the manager. She comes around and I said to her, I'm like, well, she goes, how is everything? I'm like, wonderful. I said, except for the fact that my son come, we come here every year and we we want that that lychee, you know, lemonade, whatever it is, and. And she, and I said, and you don't have it now. She goes, oh yeah. She goes, we don't, we have this now. I said, yeah, well, that's the only thing. I said, we come here for that. My son looks forward to that. And she's like, let me see what I can do. And she went and she made something that was very similar, almost equally as good. And so he was, he was very happy, but yeah. Okay. Well, okay. So then what I'm just, I just want to make this declaration one day, one day, I hope to be able to do that for you. It, but again, that kind of comes back to service. The fact that she came, checked on us. The fact that she said, oh, yeah, we don't have that, but let me see what I can do. And she went and made something for him. And that service, that level, that attention to detail, Nobu has it as well. They have very good service. So, yeah, I love it. Love it. <laughs> well, I've only had that one that happened to me one other time when I was in San Jose a couple of years ago. And I went to this place called the Butcher Block. And I, I was at the bar. And I asked the guy, hey, do you happen to have blue cheese olives? He goes, no. And I said, okay. 
He says, give me a second. He ran off to the kitchen, got some blue cheese, and made me olives. Wait, are you confused? I think you might be confusing it with the time when we were in Big Sur. We were at that no, no, bar it, in Big Sur okay, and they then, did that. Then it's happened more than once. Okay. But the first time it ever happened to me, the first kind of next level thing was that. Mm. That guy, that you know, I don't say kid. He's a kid to my age, right? He's a kid. But he's probably you know, 25, 26 years old. This guy, I mean, no reason to. I mean, I'm nobody. Mm-hmm. He says, give me a second. Runs in the back. He had pimento olives. Yep. He just replaced the blue cheese. Yeah, that's what, yeah, that happened in another place with you and I. So I want to know, I want to let you know, anybody who's out there in the restaurant tour business, or if you're a server that loves your job, I want to tell you, I appreciate you. I appreciate you. And if you're out there and you've got an experience that we should experience, please let us know. Get on Instagram or whatever. Send us a message. Tell us where you are. We want to come in and we want to give you money and we want to enjoy your, your situation. So, but, but uh, again, I, I, I pledge to you and to my listeners, one day we will send you pictures of us sitting at that window, enjoying sushi with the family. I can't wait. And if I went there without you, you would be mad. Is that correct? No, no. You can go ahead and do your... Th- oh, if you did the window? <laughs> I, well, I'd be, I'd be envious. I'd certainly... I'd be... I applaud you for your ability to do it. <laughs> but I would... Yeah, I'd be kind of fairly tiffed or miffed or whatever the word is. Mm-hmm. I would be a little, you know... Because, you know, I... I, I Indian I Wells is it coming up. I wanted it too. We went there together years and years ago. We all four of us went, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I saw this... I heard of this function this situation where you could go sit at the window. And I just was like, God, I want to do that. But when they said it was so much money, I was like, ah. Well, because, yeah, yeah. well, that was the thing. We have the kids and it's like, it's not a good, necessarily a good value for us because the kids are not going to have alcohol. Yeah. And so to spend a lot of money, you and I would have to be drinking and we didn't want to drink in front of the kids. I you know, so, still don't. But you know, the, yeah. the fact of the matter is that it's such, for me, and maybe I'm projecting, you know, I'm projecting. Maybe they, it doesn't mean anything to anybody. Maybe it's not that important. But for me, because I have this, I mean, I've been a tennis player since 2000. You know, mm-hmm. I've been, not 2000, 90. Yeah, 90. And, I, I, and I, I played a little bit when I was young. When I th- that one time when I was 17 and I dislocated my shoulder on the first swing <laughs> of the game. Oh, I swung Lord. the racket. I did a backhand, didn't know what I was doing. My shoulder popped out of the socket. It was, it was because embarrassing. Because you were all about... Brute strength, and you I, thought, "Hey, I got to hit this thing as I hard just, as I." I just had no idea what I was doing, and the form was bad. And yes, I probably put eight hundred horsepower behind that that swing, and my 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 shoulder popped out right in front of everybody. I, it was like that time. Oh man, it was it was like it was the most embarrassing. I literally, do you remember that scene? I don't know if anybody remembers Lethal Weapon. Mel Gibson in this movie, he throws his shoulder out, and he has a method for putting it back. Mm-hmm. It's it's just part of the movie. I felt like that. My, my, my whole body was leaning to the left yep. and I was dragging my arm and moaning. But how did you get it back in? Didn't you pop it back in? I, I think I did because I did continue playing. Yeah. Somehow. You feel like you just went up to the fence. And I don't know what I did. <laughs> I had to have done something like that or had my friend pulled it or I don't know what happened. But I. Yeah. So but I, that is my admiration for tennis. I was talking to John yesterday about tennis. About Agassi and Sampras. That is what got me interested in tennis. I don't mean in the game of tennis, but in watching tennis. That rivalry between those two guys, I still to this day think that I that you are Sampras and I am Agassi. I've always felt a kindred spirit with Agassi. Because <laughs> I know you do. The guy is he was the rock star of tennis. Yeah. 
I know. The flowing hair, the wild colors. Back then it was, what was it? What was that stuff they used to put on your nose? Zinca or zinc? Zinc. The, you the, mean the white? The colored. They had pink and green and all that stuff. Oh. They made a special zinc kind of stuff for your nose. And Agassiz wore that. He wore the... I don't even remember him wearing that. Yeah, the, br- the bright neon pink and green on his clothes. They even kicked him out of uh, Wimbledon because of it one time. No, the... the, the I don't know if they kicked him out. I, I just know that you, you know, the the rule was you have to wear white at, at Wimbledon. It, well, he wore it. white. Yeah, but he had a lot of green and pink and whatever a else lot of in accents. there too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then he had that wild hair back then. He doesn't have any hair now, but he had that wild hair. Yeah, that's when you started. I, yeah, I, I'm. I'll date myself and say, yeah, I fell in love with tennis with Martina and Chris Everett. Martina Navrat love and Chris Everett. No, I no back that then. Was, Chris, oh, no, Chris Everett and Martina Navrat. No, that was not my jam. Yeah, and and. McEnroe and Connors. I, that's when I started watching. I was very, no. I mean, I was young. Yeah, no. And I fell in love with it then. So. I'll, even, I'll even say it this way. My, my true love of tennis came through a friend of mine. I, I haven't talked to him in a long time. How could he come through them when I'm the one that introduced you to no, 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 no. No, you, no, you did not. No, you didn't. You thought you introduced me. To, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you this. You know, if you want to really go back, uh, your sister... It may have been played a part because she was playing tennis. I was playing football in high school. Oh, yeah, yeah. And she was on the tennis team. The practice court for tennis was a, a just adjacent to the practice football field right outside the gym. Yep. Culver High. Yep. And I would be out there on the grass. And you were in one of my classes. And I had a thing for you. Right. And you saw me at the court. And I saw you sitting there watching your sister play tennis mm-hmm. back when she was an athlete for that long. And I remember saying to myself, and this is at a time too, when I had a friend of mine who was probably playing on that court at some point, he says, Hey, come play tennis with us. But I'm, you know, I'm this big goon of a guy trying to play football. Mm -hmm. But in my heart, I was a racket guy (laughs) because I, I used to play paddle tennis as a kid, not pickleball. The true paddle tennis that was discovered in Venice beach. Yeah. And I played that as a kid with my mother, but I never played tennis. I played tennis. Well, I didn't I, know sorry. you played that with your mother. I know you played it with me. No, I played pe- tennis with uh, paddle tennis with my mother. I didn't know. She's that. the one that got me started. I think I even have the original paddles that she bought, or the garage sale or something. What? Yeah, they were brown. They were heavy, and they were they were not the power paddles that we have. They were the ones before. Huh. Anyways, my mother turned me on to pa- uh, paddle tennis. I think out of as a necessity. I don't know how. I, you know who? I probably got her got her the paddles or whatever. My sister, Stephanie, was an athlete. She played tennis. She played softball. And she, she swam. And she swam. Mm-hmm. But uh, my, my sister, Stephanie, took me to play tennis a couple of times as a kid. But I didn't take to it. I wasn't into it. She was. But somehow or another, my mother, when I must have been uh, 10 or 11, maybe as an outing because you know, she wasn't around that much, she took me to play paddle tennis. Maybe, I think we might have gotten the things at Salvation Army or Garage Sale. Or something. And we played a bit. Not very good. <clears throat> nothing. Later on in high school, I played with some friends that, because they had a paddle tennis court. They still do in my hometown, Culver City. Oh, yeah, yeah. We used to go there. Yeah. Right by Vets Park. Yep. And it's still there. I, and I, I don't know why we don't play now. Well, We're so they, dumb. Because they, isn't it, um, now everybody's doing pickleball. I understand. But the paddle tennis courts are still used for paddle tennis. I still you see. Pickleball. Paddle tennis courts are used for pickleball now. Are you saying people still play paddle tennis? Paddle tennis. They do? Yeah. 
when I go by there, I still see paddle tennis. I don't I see don't pickleball. Know. Maybe they do, but I don't, I don't. I'm not going by there every day. I'm just saying. <laughs> but that's I got my paddle tennis thing there. Yeah. At there in high I remember, school. Remember? Yeah. No, I remember. And then and then we you and play I played, mm-hmm. and we played for years. Yeah, loved it. And I'd be, and I don't know why we're not playing now. We're so dumb. We're stupid. We go by there, and next time, as a matter of fact, next time we go back to LA, we're gonna take our paddle tennis. Paddle tennis, not pickleball, <laughs> not some freaky little wiffle ball, a, a proper deflated tennis ball. I did. I used to love paddle tennis because, you know, tennis itself, tennis is a much more difficult sport. You know, there's a lot more finesse and a lot more, you know, technique Power, and skill movement, that goes along with tennis. Tons. Paddle tennis I love because it was like we could smack the crap out of it. It's a smaller court. You, you can get to it faster. I loved it. I don't know why we're done doing it. We're I don't done. know. We're done. I don't either. So. Because now everybody does. Whiff, not yeah, whiff. I know. And, 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 and don't get me wrong. I might have to join. I think so. Because as you get older, you know, you need that. Um, it's it's easy. But you know what? I don't. Easy. But I'm done with I'm done with that philosophy, too. You know what? I just committed to you. I just got on my bike. yesterday. I used to be a, a, a big time road bike rider back yeah. in high school. And I loved it. And I stopped for a thousand reasons. But I bought a bike last year, a nice road bike, and I finally got to use it yesterday. I went out and took a little ride around the neighborhood. When I met you, I was on a road bike. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I remember. Yeah. You used to ride all the time. Everywhere. Mm-hmm. And I used to ride around the neighborhood, Culver City, Venice, mm-hmm. everywhere. Now, I got that bike out yesterday, and I couldn't even go five blocks in a, in a radius. I took the bike out. I don't even understand that. That's well, let's say, let's say like this. When I was young, you could I could crouch, get my face on the gooseneck or the neck of the handlebars. I could get crouched oh, so down. You're, but you're talking about riding that way, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, okay. But you and I ride bikes and our cruisers and yeah, all that. Yeah, no, no. I'm stuff. T- I'm t- well, no, here's the thing. That what you do, and oh, I've always said it from the day one. Yeah, yeah. When I met you, you were a... A Thule, Thule, Thule. Let's get <laughs> let's get a single speed beach cruiser and go down to the beach and go have lunch, wear our sandals. I get it. I was a hard. I mean, not hardcore. I wasn't talented. I wasn't doing anything professionally. Yeah. But yeah. I was. I loved to ride road bikes. Yeah. Shout out to my my the guy that got me started in that Juan Gamboa. Yeah. You that guys rode. You know. We rode your, your little ten speeds and you get tucked oh, into don't, your no, little no, no, position no. and don't, don't, wear your little biker shorts. Don't, don't diminish it. <laughs> You're diminishing. I'm it. not, but you did the what the the no, Lance no, no. Armstrong. Every time type you of say style. you refer to this, you start saying little. You got your little bike and your little crouch and your little. You hat. know when I said no, little no, no. too. I mean those bikes are tiny. Don't 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 diminish it. Okay, it's it was a good thing for me. I needed structure in my life. I needed to get into shape. I needed to keep in shape. Wait, you were in shape when you did that. What's what I'm saying? I needed that, yeah. and through Juan, who got me started in that. uh, I got to stay in shape without knowing I was trying to work out. Mm. That's what I loved about it. When I got on the bike yesterday, I realized how fat and old I am. <laughs> how out of shape you are. I'm just, it was terrible. <laughs> I, I got on the pedals. I have clip pedals. I got on there. I, I took off and I, I pedaled like uh-huh. I was a young man. <laughs> and I went, I'd say within five block radius in a circle. And I went pretty hard because you have to for fear of death. Because if you don't, you'll fall over no, and get no, no. clipped in. Well, that's that's not the death part. <laughs> the death part is you could be hit by any kind of thing. Car, people, I don't know. There's just so much going on in that neighborhood now. 
But when I was young, you could ride for miles and miles and never, you know, get into that kind of trouble. But I, I moved. I was moving. Not as fast as I thought I was. <laughs> but I'm, I'm sure that I was, I was trying hard and it was fun. But I tell you right now, I don't have the wind. I don't have the legs. I, m- my nether region. Your butt. The whole area does not enough muscle to put one of those stiletto style shoes. Listen, and that was the other thing. One of the reasons why, too, when I remember when I first met you and you're like, oh, let's go for a ride. And the way you rode and and you're on these little road bikes and you put me on one of them once. And I'm like, who the heck wants to ride this? It was the most uncomfortable thing to sit on these little itty bitty bikes or, or seats. It is horrifically horrifically uncomfortable. So I never wanted to do it. That's why you would get mad at me. Oh, you don't want to do what I want to do. I, I That is uncomfortable beyond belief. So well, you said the operative word, sitting. Yeah. You're not doing much sitting on well, a Well, you know bike. what? I'm on a bike. I'm going to sit. Why the I hell am you. I going to stand? I hear you. I'm not going to kill myself. That's not. Okay, so anyways, you're right. I, I want to ride my little, you know, beach cruiser. Although I do have beach cruiser with... um gears gears and speed but understand something the difference between riding a road bike and riding the beach cruiser is like night and day yes one's comfortable i have a nice seat i get it i get it but you're not getting that much exercise to me i am not i'm tuckered out by the time yeah i get it i get it but like it's it's like it's like kayaking you know Mm. you like kayaking i love it it's just that we don't have a lot of water around us that's true so it's not not easy it's not something you're gonna do every day kayak on the car and go yeah road biking out here is a death sentence yeah, and a lot of people do it. There's, a, I mean, big-time riders in this yeah. area, but it no. is a, you're taking your life I, into... I don't have that know. in me anymore. No, I don't have that. I'm not made of steel, yeah. okay? And I, when I was riding earlier on, yeah. I thought I was. But I, I started doing it yesterday, and I started moving around a lot more, and I'm going, this is what I remember in my youth, and I want to start moving more. I want to get back into shape or, you know, some facts. How did facts you get similar. back onto this? We were talking about food and, and we always favorite do meals this. and I have no, no there was, idea. There was a point. We... There was a point. I don't remember what it was now, but anyways. No clue, man. We, we can go off onto tangents for. I, you know, I was talking to somebody yesterday, uh, a, a, what do they call it? A food influencer from Instagram yesterday. And I See, sent a message, sent a message and yeah, no, I did it again. <laughs> no, but there's a point to it. Sent a message to her and I said, no, you know what? I better get out too far on this because I don't remember what I'm saying now. <sighs> oh, I said this. I said, she was like, I don't know. I, I don't really want to put, I don't really want my voice on the on the thing. I'm not really comfortable. It's that. And I said, okay, well, you know, if you ever change your mind like that. And then a couple of hours later, she sent me another message saying, you know what? I'm feeling adventurous. And, you know, let me know what we need to do. How, what do we need to, to move forward? I was like, okay. So I responded back. I said, you know what? It's nothing complicated. It's all about you. And you will not be, you'll be very, very surprised when you get started and three hours passes. Yeah. You won't even, it, you'll be surprised. I, it dep- I mean, it, it de- yeah, it depends on the, the guest. It's sure. And sure. It, you know. I mean, there are conversations that are, you know, can be better than others. Mm-hmm. What I'm just simply saying though, is it's that it's easy if, to get if, off on a tangent. Totally. Yeah. And, and they're not tangents. It's part of the conversation. You just not, I don't know if I have an agenda for this conversation. I don't know if I'm putting a structure to it and I go, well, we're going to talk about this and we're going to talk about this and we're going to talk about that. I don't go by the numbers. And I know maybe for the listener who's listening to this are going, you know, would you guys just stay on topic? Please <laughs> stay, sure. pick, pick a lane, stop talking about cars or whatever. <laughs> cars. But you food, know what? It's part of us. It's part of my sports. life. It's part of what we do. 
cars and food and good and times and tennis and, <laughs> and good vistas and bike riding. It's all part of, you know, it's funny. You know what she asked me, though, too? She's like, you know what? Do you stick to food? And I said, you know, if you'd asked me that a couple months ago, I would have said, yeah, it's just about food. But she says, or is it more about lifestyle? And I have to admit, maybe it is. Oh, yeah, for sure. Maybe Grub Enthusiast is branching out. Yeah. And we're going to do. But you know what? I said to her the same thing, though. I said, you know, food's involved in everything. We all eat every day. Every Yeah. I mean, it is like the. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, but that is like the core to anybody's life. I mean, we all have to eat. We're all going to. And you're going to eat sometimes while driving. You're going to eat sometimes while riding a bike. You're going to eat sometimes <laughs> while playing tennis. Playing tennis. <laughs> I don't know. So anyways. I don't know. So look, we had a lot of fun. I don't. I know you have to go and I'm I do too. so late. But I want to say uh, thank you for this conversation. It has been a while since we've done one and I look forward to doing more. I miss them, in fact. Time. And. I hope you enjoyed listening. Uh, let's do it again. If you like what you hear, please uh, follow and subscribe. You know, we need all the help we can get and we appreciate you. So be nice to each other. We'll talk to you soon. And don't forget, if you have anybody who makes a nice cake and we need one desperately for the beginning of November, we need it to be delicious and beautiful. Let us know. Okay. Go to Instagram or send us a message, an email at uh, grubthusiast at gmail. Or Grubthusiast at Instagram or, you know, Linktree Grubthusiast. Either way. But thank you for listening. Listen again. And have a great day and be nice to each other.